Welcome to The Disenfranchised, helping you to find a career path away from employment by exploring the franchise community. My name's Ed Pennell, and I'll be speaking with the entrepreneurs, experts, and leaders from across the franchise community, discovering their life stories and hearing their tips for success away from the typical nine to five grind. On this episode, I'm speaking with Milena Jurash Cruz, founder of El Recreo. El Recreo offers a dedicated learning Spanish program for all ages from children under three years old to primary and secondary school age children to even adults as well. Their focus is to provide an enjoyable learning experience exploring different cultures and traditions so that students can learn Spanish while having fun. They're now franchised and have four locations based across the southeast. Milena herself was born in Colombia so I'm actually wondering how she found herself in the UK and how and why she started this business. I always find it amazing when people can find success in another country, so I'm really looking forward to this chat. Okay, so let's jump straight in. I hope you enjoy, and I'll catch you on the other side. So, Milena, welcome to The Disenfranchised. How are you doing today? Very well, thank you. Thank you for having me, Ed, and thank you everyone who is listening. Yeah, good. Yeah, it's, it's a pleasure to have you here and um, speaking with us today. I don't think I've had uh, anybody from a, a language-based business before, so it'd be interesting to find out a little bit more about uh, what you do in a short while. But um, before we before we do that, though, uh, I'm going to start in the same place I like to start with everybody, and that's um, I'd love to find out what was your what was your first job, Milena? Well, I, I I'm from Colombia. I'm originally from Colombia. So I was working in uh, the city, in Bogota, as okay. I was working in auditory. So th- something completely different, nothing regarding education. Uh, so I was working in a company that, um, you know, they were selling um, like um, interiors and floors and basically all the interiors for houses and offices. So, yeah, I was part of this um company for about three years i think yes okay yeah okay so some some form of construction business was it yes so they are basically uh they do interiors for any kind of uh buildings um even um decorations and yeah so basically nothing compares to what i do right now uh but yeah I have my, <laughs> yeah but my background was more like admin uh, i was working in auditory uh, i was working in hand with uh, accounting finance and you know um yeah so that was what i was doing before i uh yeah that was my first job basically yeah okay cool so at, at that point in time, was that, uh, you know, your dream career? Is that something that you'd, you'd plan to do? And, and was it uh, after school or after university? Talk, talk me through that a little bit more. Yeah, so, um, so I study um, business. I always want to have my own business. I was like, I, I really want to have my own business. I want to be, I want to have an entrepreneurial career, uh, you know, something that I was passionate about. But I thought, I, I knew that I would have to start from, you know, whatever was out there. Um, so I was studying um, at that time uh, some business with accounting and there was an op- opportunity for me to do my, all my practical part of the studies. 
so I took it and I was really happy because after that period, they took me on board in the team. Uh, and then, yeah, so basically I learned a lot. Um, I was the youngest of the team, so I kind of feel felt like a baby, <laughs> but I learned a lot. I think it was, you know, quite, quite a good step for me, you know, to start in the corporate world. Uh, but then, you know, things change. Um, my family all moved to America and I was left alone. So I was like, what am I going to do? And then one way of, you know, I thought, well, I have to kind of do something else because I was alone and it was kind of a hard time for myself. So I came to London to study English just to find other opportunities and to do something different, uh, meet my family because they couldn't come to Colombia and I couldn't come to uh, Orlando and visit them. Uh, so I started studying English and then I ended up, you know, staying here. I I met my husband, you know, and yeah, so we stay here and, you know, the whole thing, you know, change in terms of uh, career wise, uh, all change. Yeah. Which okay. means, so I want to, I want to go, sorry, I want to go back to um, your kind of desire to be an entrepreneur. Did At that point in time, did you know? why you wanted to be an entrepreneur was there something that made you you feel like you wanted to start your own businesses or or was it just one of those things that sometimes young people think you know i just want to i just want to start a business or, or yeah was there something more behind it i wanted to understand yeah well i think it it was uh, because my parents they were always trying to you know encourage us to do something uh different so out of the box so for example my sister and i we it is funny because we, um, at school, in secondary school, we we were selling sweets. We were selling sweets, candies. We were selling okay. uh, uh, chocolates, I remember. So I don't know why uh, my sister and I, we always have this kind of like entrepreneur side. Um, and I don't know. It was just, I don't know. Um, some part of me, I thought, you know what? I don't want to go to the nine to five back in Colombia was like eight to six, <laughs> you know, <at laughs> timetable, you know, working. Um, back at that time I was working and studying. So I was like eight to six and six to 10 studying. So it was studying, like a yeah. really, really busy, 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 busy time. Uh, I also was a ballerina. I was, da I was dancing ballet. So it was okay. hard for me to fit all in. Um, but yeah, I was always thinking, uh, I, I even did some teaching, uh, you know, I was teaching ballet and okay. I enjoyed it. You know, I never thought about teaching. I was thinking more about on the, you know, like business side rather than teaching something, but what, I enjoyed. What sort of business ballet. were you thinking? Uh, what sort of business were you thinking? Uh, well, I was thinking about something uh, like teaching skills, teaching something. So I was very much into music, dancing, all of this kind of stuff back in Colombia. Um, so I was I was not only doing ballet, I was doing also like a folkloric music. And yeah, so I was passionate about this. And I was surrounded by people who were, you know, musicians, um, you know, singers, dancers. So I was thinking, you know, one day maybe I will do a school. So that's why I started teaching ballet. 
but then this is yeah. something like I thought, you know, this is not going to happen. This is not going to happen. And then I moved back to London. I, I moved to London and uh, it was a completely different world for me because I came here to study English. So it was a completely different scenario for me. I, I, I did have some opportunities to dance flamenco, ballet, and I was like, wow, this is amazing place to, to learn. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I didn't do much work uh, while I was here in London. Uh, and then, you know, things changed. We got married and then I became a mom. And yeah, all things, you know, kind of move a little bit quite fast for me. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. So yeah. uh, moving to London, that's, you know, completely different culture, completely different language, like you say. So how how did that make you feel making that that transition into a new country where perhaps you, you weren't fluent in the language? Well, it was very hard for me because, as you say, uh, English is, you know, my first language. And, um, you know, the, the, I don't know, the way of living, you know, is different as Colombia. Uh, for me, just the system, the transport system was, wow, shocking because we don't have the underground. Um, so for me, was I was getting lost. Um, Wow. But I was really, really, I think I feel blessed. You know, I was able to come here as a student and see and meet and, you know, meet people, other cultures. Um, I can see how it is important when you learn a language. I mean, I'm talking about because I didn't thought about that before, but uh, how if you want to learn a language, having the experience, you know, like immerse yourself in the in the culture, in the language is so important. And I think that's what it happens to me. Um, and that's why I think I'm very passionate about what I do. And I try to create more opportunities for people to immerse in the language. Even though we are in London, we are not in Colombia, Spain, or any other Spanish-speaking country. So it was a hard, hard time for me because I was, you know, here alone without family. But I have a few friends. And, yeah. Uh, but... Yeah, basically, I was not really, I was just visiting. I, I felt like a tourist all the time, you know, rather than, you know, someone that came here to work. I didn't have any work experience. So just visiting and, uh, yeah, meeting yeah. people, which was great time. Yeah. Yeah, I can, I can imagine it's really, really tough. Um, so, but I wonder what, what's the most difficult thing about living in another country? I think the language and the systems. For me, it was like yeah. shocking. Um, yeah, the language, the systems. Uh, I think a little bit of the of the culture. You know, in Colombia, I don't know if you met any Colombian before, but we are very, uh, I don't know, very friendly. We hug, we kiss, we like, we very like, we dance a lot. So for me, it was it was a bit like this is different, you know. <laughs> But it's nice, it's nice, it's nice, it's rich, you know, you meet, I, I remember back in when I was studying English, I met, uh, you know, Japanese people, Brazilian, French, my husband, Polish. So it was like very nice to meet other cultures. I was amazed. I was amazed. And, and I think this is what London brings, you know, because if I was going to another city, perhaps the culture wasn't that, you know, uh, I wouldn't be exposed to so many cultures and so many backgrounds which I think is, it makes a, a very nice experience. Yeah, sounds cool. And, and just thinking about that entrepreneurial spirit, were you thinking, 
because you mentioned that you weren't perhaps able to find, you know, the, the the work that you wanted. Were you thinking about starting your own business at that point in time, and or, or had that kind of dream almost been pushed to one side? Yeah, well, I think, um, you know, as a single person, I wasn't thinking about being entrepreneur. Really, I was like, this is not at the moment. This is not the time. Uh, but then when I became a mom, um, I did a little bit of work. I was a personal assistant and I was helping uh, this person, uh, you know, doing, uh, he has some investments in another country. So I was helping him to do uh, all the accountings for his business. And then I thought, you know what, I kind of like this business. I kind of like this, um, you know, investing in properties. And I thought maybe, maybe that will be my way. Maybe that will be my way. But, yeah, you know never have the opportunity we, we, we did recently but uh, i never thought you know that would be my 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 way to go re- really and it was when i became a mom uh, that you know i started speaking spanish to my daughter i wouldn't speak english to her um and then i think yeah. that that made an opportunity because um you know baby she was baby she was a toddler she was understanding she was speaking spanish but once she got to school so I was shocked because she was uh, answering back to me in English. So that's when the opportunity arrived for me to start my business. Okay, so uh, talk, talk me through that a bit more detail then. Why why was that uh, a, sh- a shock, uh, them answering back in English? Obviously, their friends at school were going to be in English, be English. But also, what, what why did you want them to be speaking in Spanish um, to you all the time? What, why was that important to you? Well, I wanted to bring my daughter up. Um, you know, it's not only about the Spanish, I think. Uh, for me, it was more about um, the traditions, the culture, for my daughter to be able to speak to my parents, to my family back in Colombia. Um, and I was meeting people. I actually met my flamenco teacher and she said, oh, you know, I have a Spanish background. But sadly, my parents never spoke to me in Spanish. So I was like, oh, wow, you know, that is hard. You know, I, I don't want my daughter to miss this because obviously speaking Spanish is brings such a great opportunities in life, later in life, early in life, you know. Um, 21 Spanish-speaking countries, you will be able to communicate with a lot of people. And not only that, um, there are so many benefits. If you um, if you speak Spanish, you will be able, and you it will be easier to, to learn another language like French, Italian, Portuguese, yeah? So I was like, no, this is, this is for me very, very important. And not only that, uh, for me, it was very important to, for, for me to hear, to, uh, you know, to try the food, to listen to the music, to, I don't know, uh, to see the costumes. Uh, yeah, this is for me priceless. You know, I want her to know what is are her, you know, roots are, you know, where, you know, her background is. And, you know, this is very important for me. Yeah, no, it's cool. I, it, it makes a lot of sense. And, and I guess you've you're able to tap into that a little bit in London, right? There's different communities and groups that you can probably go to, but it's probably not quite the same, is it? Um, as actually being in Colombia or or for anybody who's, you know, from another country and moved to the UK. So um, how, how did you kind of try and try and integrate that into her upbringing then, your daughter's upbringing? Well, you know, uh, I feel very lucky. 
because back then, well, she was around four and a half and then I became a twin mom. So I was very busy. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, <laughs> raising twins. And it was amazing. It was amazing, amazing, amazing. But I was very busy. Uh, but then, you mm. know, when she was doing, I think it was, she was in year one. And that's where I met a couple of friends. I think one from Argentina, one from Colombia. And we say, you know what? We both, we, all of us, we have, um, you know, our children, older children going to school and the younger ones with us. So we say, oh, why don't we start a play group? Why don't we start a Spanish community? So we were like, okay, let's start. And then I knocked some doors, you know, and the, the, the local church where we used to go, um, they, they, they were very happy, you know, to, to give us the space, to borrow us toys. I was like, wow, this is going to happen. So we started doing these playgroups. And it, was, it wasn't a job. This was more about bringing up the community. And we found that the three moms, after that, after months of, you know, like hard work, you know, passing the boys around, we were gathering more than 30 families each oh, wow. Friday, each Friday. So we were singing songs to the little ones. We were bringing, you know, traditional food from different countries because they were not only Colombians, they were Argentinians, Peruvians, um, Argentinians, Spanish, yeah. So there were diff many different backgrounds, and uh, now uh, the on this day, uh, this community is very active. We are more than three hundred families in this borough in Granny, wow. and yeah, I feel really happy because otherwise, you know, I don't know how we will do it. Community is so important when you're raising a bilingual child, and when you are abroad, when you live uh, abroad. It's very important to be surrounded by people, you know, like you. Uh, we have mixed families. We have, uh, you know, people who are, you know, from the same country. They got married. Now they have kids here. But we also have, you know, English with Mexicans, uh, Colombians with Polish. We have different mixed uh, families. So this is really great. And this actually happened before we start the business. So that was more than seven years ago. And now this is a place for people to meet. This is a place for people to also offer what they do. So we have uh, people with uh, small businesses. They do like food, you know, from different countries. They do different, um, you know, crafts. Uh, yeah, it, this is this is like priceless. This is something that I'm very happy we we actually have here in this borough. That's quite impressive to get to 300 people in that, you know, in, in, in one area. I, and I appreciate London's, you know, fa fairly sizable. But if you're you're just looking at sort of Greenwich and the, the sort of close by area, it just goes to show how multicultural, you know, certain areas can be. And I think it's like you said earlier, you, you must have felt a little bit lonely uh, when you come to the UK and you know there's there's so many different cultures out there and and you've got to try and integrate into the UK to have not not necessarily home you know with you and, and as part of your community but the same language so you can feel like you're at, you're able to converse with people in your natural language rather than trying to translate in your head into English all the time it must be um pretty cool and then See, I, I like food, so I'm quite, I'd be quite excited to try all the different cultures' foods, right? And um, and get to learn all of the the traditions. So, yeah, it must be pretty pretty fun and exciting thing to do um, on a regular basis. And it, I guess, the added benefit as well is if you're 
you know, parents that are bringing your children along at the same time, you're counteracting the kind of loneliness piece as well that can happen with uh, young parents or, you know, a, a parents with young children, should I say. So I can see, I can see why it's growing. It makes a lot of sense. And that's, that's really cool. So how, how did the business idea come about? How, how did you kind of take that community and turn it into, into a business? Yeah, so uh, because we 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 noticed that there were moms with the same situation as us that we were looking for spaces for the children to you know learn Spanish language and culture, and we couldn't find places that we really uh, you know we we wanted you know we we thought the kids will benefit from. We didn't have any classes around, so we um, we thought okay, let's start some classes. Why not? Let's see. We have already three students, our children. <laughs> because they were already at school so um so we start to you know start talking to people letting them know and i think it was the first of october 2016 when we first start our class our classes and we have 14 children and um it was quite uh, surprisingly uh, there were children who already have a spanish background yeah because I thought, well, maybe some beginners, we will have some beginners, you know, children who really want to, you know, learn, the parents want them to learn Spanish. But there were mainly, um, you know, children whose, you know, either mom or dad were Spanish speaking. And, and then we were like, okay, we need to do this. We need to do this. And then we created this amazing space where we were dancing salsa. We were doing Zumba. We were cooking arepas, which is a traditional, uh, you know, dish from Venezuela and Colombia, empanadas. So we were like, okay, let's do this. And the kids love it. The families love it. We even have once uh, a parent uh, teaching us how to uh, cook a Peru Peruvian dish from scratch. It was amazing. Um, yeah. So it was like, I think it was it was natural. You know, we, we didn't kind of struggle to to reach people because it became very natural uh, and then everyone started looking for our classes and then we have to open more classes we have to split the groups for uh, you know age groups and yeah and then yeah that's how it all started <laughs> excellent so in these classes then is um is a, a portion of it dedicated to teaching uh, Spanish as a, a, a language to to these children, and then some of it is more of those other fun activities. How how are the kind of classes structured? I guess. So yeah, so we our curriculum is basically learn Spanish, uh, and on the side because obviously we talk about our identity, our our uh, our roots. So we know nowadays we have children for di from different backgrounds. So even though if my child is, you know, half Colombian, half Polish. We always talk about that we are here or we were born here in the UK. So we try to teach, uh, you know, the cultural aspects of English, you know, because we are, you know, we are here. So, for example, for instance, when we have the coronation day, we did a special class for the coronation day. But if, for example, we are around February, March, we talk about Carnaval because we are we have a lot of Carnavals different in different countries, Spanish-speaking countries. So we try to incorporate the learning uh, with whatever is happening in our countries. Or, for example, if we are going to talk about food, so we are going to do like a cooking session, yeah. 
And then if we are going to yeah. talk about music, yeah, because it's a, you know, a topic that, you know, is part of the curriculum, we talk, we do a little dancing or we just hear some music as, you know, specifically for a specific country. And uh, yeah, you know, there is so much going on <laughs> in the Spanish speaking countries that it would be hard to inco incorporate everything. But for example, the um, Halloween, each country celebrates in a different way. Yeah. Uh, Christmas, each country celebrates in a different way. So, for example, once we had panettone, which is uh, like, a, you know, panettone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this is tradition in Peru and we have with hot chocolate, for example. And then another day we have arepa. So, yeah, we try to kind of bring a little bit. And uh, we also bring the small businesses to bring this kind of food. So whoever wants to eat, you know, whatever traditional food is for them in Christmas time. So there we do. Uh, sometimes we do piñata because this is kind of like the tradition in, uh, yeah, yeah. in Mexico. So we, we have done build your piñata or you know, break the piñata, we sing the song. So we, we talk about in deep, you know, sometimes uh, about why and, and, you know, how they do it, you know. Uh, it's not about, you know, piñata, it's about uh, when they do it, how they do it, the significance of what they do. And yeah, we try to do the same traditions as, 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 much, as, as much as we can. We also have... Um, amazing amazing uh, folklore music uh, you know groups uh, and we've been able to bring um you know peruvian dance colombian dance we also have a peruvian uh, puppet man amazing 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 he was telling us about the story of some <laughs> uh, you know animals back you know in peru and the little uh, you know playing the kena well you know it's so many things you know that we already have here that is nice to have a place for you know for you to be immersed or have uh, exposure to these um, you know culture aspects of the language. So uh, it, it all sounds amazing. It sounds like a lot of fun. Um, but I, I wonder who who are these classes for then? So obviously children, but what what kind of age groups? And do they need to have come from um, Spanish speaking background or, or heritage? You know, is is it open to to people just from the UK, for example, that are, you know yeah. Uh, English? Yeah, thanks for asking that because yeah, at the beginning we were like, okay, I think there are a lot of children who would like to be exposed to the language, but then we thought, no, there are other children and families that want to learn, you know, the language from scratch. So now we have groups for age, uh, you know, um, age appropriate, and also. Um, Spanish ability. So even if you are a beginner, a completely beginner, you have a little knowledge or you have an intermediate or advanced level of Spanish, there is a class for you, <laughs> anyone, from babies of two months to adults. Um, because what okay. it happened with the business is that as my kids were growing, you see, my daughter, she was back then five years old. Now she's 13. So she's now in, um, no, she was six. Now she's in secondary school. So now we have GCSE classes. You mm -hmm. see? And then my husband, I thought, no, he needs to learn Spanish because, you know, this is so important. We are all speaking Spanish at home. Well, he understands a lot. So we have uh, adult classes. Yeah. And then I noticed that, you know, babies, really tiny babies, you know, they need a different setting. So we have an amazing person in our team and she's teaching baby massage with Spanish. 
And this is something really beautiful because the moms can connect with the with the kids with the baby massage and the benefits of baby massage, but also they learn routines in Spanish, songs, rhymes, and routines that they can introduce to the children. And once they're ready, they move to our Chiquititos class, which is a class for six months to two years. And then it goes on until, you know, you are an adult. So we have the whole journey, really, for anyone who wants to learn Spanish. Yeah, so that... So that sounds like you're going to, you're really busy then. (laughs) So um, (laughs) is it just you who who is running this business or do you have partners or do you have uh, members of staff? You know, talk me through the structure a little bit because it'd be interesting to understand. Yeah, thank you. So, um, yeah, so at the moment it's only me, uh, you know, like behind the whole thing. But obviously we have teachers, we have teachers it is about 13 teachers at the moment. So we have classes online, okay. we have classes in person, um, we have events. So yeah, we have uh, Spanish uh, Spanish teachers from different backgrounds such as Spain, um, Argentina, Colombia, Peru, and Venezuela, I think, yeah. So yeah, um, okay. um, yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. So it's, you know, so it's a proper business that you've built out then, isn't it? You know, it's not you kind of uh, just bringing the community together on your own. You've you've got staff and they're 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 reaching out and supporting you to deliver the classes. So um, that's that's pretty impressive. From what was just let's get together and have a <laughs> have some fun, right? You've yeah, you've done yeah, amazingly right. well to get it to this point. Yeah. So and, uh, um, yeah. sorry. So right, I, was, I was just going to say, so what's, where's the business at now and what's the kind of the, the, the future plans? Well, so at the moment we have classes uh, in person, online classes, and uh, we've been, well, I've been thinking a lot, uh, like three years back, I think, I think before the pandemic, we have inquiries from different parts of London and even UK. So they say, where are you? Co- when, when are you coming here? When are you going to be in North? When are you going to be in West? And I was like, wow, this is because obviously, you know, the things going around here is quite a lot. We are quite busy. I can't take any more. So I think the most like the, the natural way of, you know, being able to be in other places, I thought it was, you know, franchising. I think this is the the best business model that will work for us because that way, you know, when you have a little, this is like a baby to me, you know, uh, and I put a lot of work and effort and uh, I want it to be, you know, in the same standard as it is in other places. Yeah. And, and I thought to make sure this can happen, I think franchising will be the, the next step. Yeah. Uh, so after yeah. the pandemic, uh, I, I, I had a lot of thought about this and then I thought, you know what, this is the time. This is the time. And we managed to uh, launch our business um, opportunity, the franchise opportunity in September last year. And okay, cool. um, yeah, so it's been a, a different journey. It's a different journey because before I was into teaching, I was into community, you know, now I feel more that I need to kind of prepare myself to different things like, you know, like mentoring, accompanying, you know, new leaders, finding leaders, learning a lot, because obviously this is a completely different business. You know, I'm not selling Spanish programs anymore. I'm actually selling opportunity 
uh, you know, a business opportunity. So it's a completely different, uh, you know, side of the business. So do you, you don't have a franchisee at the moment, do you? Yes. Yeah, so we are in Kent. We are in Kent. Um, so we are in Mayston. Our first franchisee is in Kent. Oh, okay. Yes. And uh, next week, hopefully, we are going to sign up our second franchisee. So, yeah, I'm very excited about this. And, yeah. Fantastic. So the the franchisee in Maidstone then, just down the road from me, by the way. Yeah. Um, but um, what's their background? What where they, Are they uh, come from, from somewhere else and, and moved to the UK or are they already UK based? Yeah, what's tell me a little bit about them. Yeah, so basically... Um, our first franchises are actually friends of mine. Uh, I have the opportunity to um, study secondary school with her. Yeah. And, and then when I came okay. to London, we found ourselves, we were, we were here. <laughs> I didn't know she was here. She didn't know I was here. She has <laughs> a very, you know, like at the beginning, she had a different background. She was working in human resources. And then I think during, pan during the pandemic or just before the pandemic, she thought, I'm going to go for teaching. So she's a secondary school teacher in Kent. Uh, but she wants to, she, she got involved with us. She was teaching uh, adults. She was the one, she's the one that is creating our um, Spanish for adult classes. Uh, and she's actually our director of the program for adults and GCSEs. And, and then she, she loved it, I think, so much that she said, you know what, I want to do the same in Kent. And because we are quite close, we thought, okay, yes, let's do it. Um, so she's doing the business with her husband. They are both, they have this, uh, you know, mind of entrepreneurship. I think they are very, uh, like, they have this side of, uh, you know, doing something for their own. She was also um, a Zumba teacher many years ago. So she's like, okay. she loves the culture. She loves the Spanish. She loves, you know, business side. And yeah, so they're doing very, they're doing great. They started classes early this year in January and things are going very well for them. So I'm very glad. Yeah, good. How does it make you feel that uh, knowing that your business now is starting to expand into other areas and that you're you're helping other Spanish children to um, have access to the culture and, and, and learning or sorry, UK children, but with a, a Spanish heritage? Well, I feel really empowered, you know, I feel empowered to be able to help more families and more children wanting to raise their kids bilingual and, you know, have the benefits of, you know, bilingualism in their families and multilingualism because we have lots of families that, you know, they are mixed families. They already speak another language. So the third language is kind of like easier for them. And, um, you know, I think everyone is having, um, you know, like good, um, they have a good way of learning because we have created spaces uh, to learn the language, the culture in a different way. So we have classes, we have events, we have holiday camps. Uh, we have so many options. We have online classes. So it's just like there are different ways you can immerse yourself in the language. Uh, and I feel that um, empowered to, to, to empower other leaders, you know, 
people like me who also like the Spanish language and the culture and they want to spread the love for, for, for our language and our traditions. So I, th I think I feel very, very empowered to, to now be able to help others. Fantastic. So what's, what's your dream then? What, what, where do you want to see this business? Uh, let's say in five years time. I would like to have El Recreo Spanish in different places in the UK. Uh, you know, I've been surrounded by amazing, inspiring women, you know, in the franchising world. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. How, how do they do it? When they say they have so many franchises around the UK, I am, wow, so this is possible. Because for me, I was just thinking about, you know, like London at the beginning. I was like, okay, yeah. London is fine. But, you know, there are so many places where, you know, I want to be able to reach, um, you know, other families as well. So I feel really uh, empowered to to do this, you know, to, yes, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> good, good to hear. And, and just um, go, sort of switching the business hat on a little bit, but um, do you think there's enough demand in 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 all all areas of the uk um you know i can understand london and the big cities are going to have lots of multicultural um you know communities but you know perhaps in some some of the somewhere like stoke for example you know is that going to have um a big enough um you know opportunity for a franchisee there have you done sort of research into that well, I think I'm learning a lot <laughs> um, and I, I, I don't know, I, I hope so. And I think so because we have requests from even other countries. So I think there is an opportunity. There is an opportunity because I think more and more are people, you know, people are realizing the benefits of speaking Spanish. And I think people are also not only in love about the language, but also about the food, the music, that you know a lot of people speak spanish and i can see especially you know adults and you know when they're raising children bilingual children i can see adults they start you know learning in duolingo they have there are some apps you know uh so they can yeah, learn yeah. spanish but they want to have this interaction you know they want to have this interaction they want to have this hub this community so i think there is opportunity for everyone everywhere i will say yeah I, I was forgetting about that adult element of it, but yeah, certainly there there will be people that want to 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 learn uh, if they're working for a, a business that's got connections in Spain or anything international. That makes a lot of sense. Um, some people like to. I mean, I like to learn for a little while the language before I go to the country to try and pick up a few new words here and there. So, yeah, it. it I, I can see what you're saying. It makes sense. It doesn't always have to be uh, somebody who's relocated to the UK it can be anybody who wants to to get involved in that Spanish community so that makes that makes a lot of sense and I can see that working for sure if only for the food for, like <laughs> that's what will tempt me in is the food aspects of it yes. <laughs> but um no that's 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 cool it's really good to to hear and um you know I, ho I hope it all goes well for you on that that journey of, of growth um so I'm conscious of time and, and wanting to, to wrap things up soon. So I've got um, a few more questions I want to ask you. Um, the first one is, uh, I'd love to find out what funny, strange or weird stories you've got from your career. 
You know what? I don't think I have any. Um, any funny <laughs> or weird? No, really. Uh, no, I think I have, you know, I have more like a, like a beautiful experiences I could share that, for example, we have families that started classes with us since the little ones were babies. And they have no Spanish yeah. background whatsoever. Nothing, nothing. They have no Spanish background. They are English. Daddy's English, mommy's English. And they've been through our second step and then the third step. And now they're doing amazing. So this is something for me that inspires me, inspires me a lot. Because obviously, you know, some parents, they want to kind of like support their children at home. And, you know, they're like, how, how do I do that? Yeah. Uh, and yeah. for me, be, being able to teach these children and help them through this, you know, their journey is just amazing, 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 amazing. And also it kind of give us um, some proof <laughs> that, you know, if you persevere in, 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 in this journey of raising bilingual children, and it's hard because obviously if you don't expose your child during the week to the language, uh, you know, they are not getting mass exposure. So the less they learn, uh, but, you know, it's just being, uh, you know, there, just don't, don't give up, you know, just persevere on this journey. This is something that for me is very, you know, inspires me every day doing what I do. Fantastic. So, What's been the, the proudest moment in your career? I think seeing my children, uh, seeing my children uh, taking part of what I do. So they love El Recreo. They've been coming to, uh, uh, you know, the classes, you know, since little. My daughter, you know, she was the one, the first student there. And um, now she's a GCSE student. And for me, it's just amazing seeing them growing and learning and, you know, encouraging other children, uh, you know, do so. And also now, because obviously when the franchise opportunity, you know, came along, I thought we have to create our own songs. We have to create our, our own songs. And, you know, me, I was before surrounded by music and musicians and singers, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to start creating our own songs, but they are going to be different. They are going to be salsa, they are, there's going to be flamenco there is going to be cumbia because i love music and so they are getting involved so my one of my twin boys he plays the trumpet so he's he's preparing some pieces for our next song and um his brother he's doing the piano and my daughter likes you know she plays the piano and she sings my husband plays the saxophone so this is something that i really love and and i'm proud of because obviously you know it is about, it is more about the language, you know, it's about the community, it's about creating uh, this awareness of people don't really know that there are 21 Spanish speaking countries. So, for example, if I meet someone yeah. and, and I say, oh, do you speak Spanish? So I say, yes. Oh, where about in Spain? And I'm like, I'm not from Spain. <laughs> I am from Colombia. So I want everyone to know that there is no, you know, one Spanish-speaking country. It's 21 Spanish-speaking country. And for me, you know, having my family taking part of this now is inspiring more people and, you know, bringing this uh, awareness uh, 
white <laughs> um, is just, uh, you know, something that I'm very passionate about. And we already created some songs. We are creating every month songs. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, it's something that really, yeah, it's nice too. I, I love how this uh, business feels like it's not just you who's done everything. It feels like everybody is bringing something to the table and it's 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 bringing together communities and that that's something that I hear other brands talk about quite a lot not just in franchising but in general about bringing communities together and things like this but it actually genuinely feels like that's what you're doing and and even your family are bringing in bits and pieces to that story and and creating something that is yeah it's 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 quite amazing really that everyone's pulling together to do something like this so um yeah I think you should be proud and kids playing trumpets and being bilingual they're going to do well aren't they in life they're going to do really well so that's cool um so my my final question then is really just around um so now you're a franchisor and you've got some franchisees you've got a little bit of experience there um I'd love to understand um what if you could only give one piece of advice to somebody who's potentially investing in a franchise whether that's yours or any other every any other franchise what would your one piece of advice be? Oh, well, I will say um, do it. <laughs> do it because, um, you know, going along with someone that is already been there, you know, means that you will not be alone. You will be part of a network of people like-minded, you know, like you, passionate about something you are passionate of as well. And also because I, what I found with the you know, franchisees, uh, prospectors, they, 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 they are very curious about, you know, will this, will this be, is this opportunity for me? Will this, will I be okay in this opportunity? Sometimes you might think, oh, I have the business side, but I don't have the teaching side, or I have the teaching side and I don't have the business side. So uh, having this support, you know, under the franchise uh, business is just, it's just priceless because we I made a mis I made so many mistakes and I think as a as a business owners we made mistakes and we learn from the mistakes but having this assurance that you are with someone that is already been there that has already systems in place processes in place have the experience and know what you know what is the next step for every single you know journey that you are in your business um you know uh, on your business journey so you 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 will be able to 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 do well you know to to support um what you want to do in 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 your location is um some people say it's a business in a box and i think it's more than that because you know we as a as a as a franchisors we try to give you the best um so if we know that you know a person needs help in this so we try to you know help the person to provide you know what they need uh, and yeah, I think being a, yeah. being part of the network helps a lot because everyone is bringing something new and fresh, and everyone is trying to helps bring the building the brand. So this makes us stronger, I think. So that will be my yeah. <laughs> it's interesting what you said there at the end because um, yeah, it's it's another community that you're building, right? A community of people that are are sharing the same passion as you. So. Um, yeah, I think that's a, a really nice way to end that one there. And uh, Milena, thank you so much for 
uh, your time today. It's been a pleasure to get to know you and your business a bit better. And uh, yeah, thank you for sharing your time with us. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. All right, so there we go. That was my conversation with Milena Jurash-Cruz from El Recreo. And um, really interesting conversation, I thought, for, for me, certainly anyway, because uh, being bilingual is something I'm most certainly not. And um, she's managed to um, come to a, another country, learn a second language and build a business at the same time and build a community and now franchise it. And I think it's it's unbelievable, really, what she's she's managed to achieve. And I think it's really clear to see she is a very determined individual um, but not determined just to be successful, but determined to help others. I think the, the strong theme that I could feel throughout the whole conversation is that, um, you know, she wants her children to be able to, to speak, but you know, uh, Spanish, understand all the Spanish culture, uh, but not just from her own country, but from, from all countries around, as well as still having, a, you know, um, the, the English language as well, which is, um, yeah, it, it makes a lot, a lot of sense and opens up a lot of opportunities for children as well. So it's it's really cool to see. But she's, like I say, she's not just doing that for herself. She wants others to be able to to feel and, um, and have that for their families as well. And um, yeah, I think it's just a, a really nice way to, to, to set up a business. And I think because of that, that's how her business is started with a community. So I think that's... The, the most important factor here really is that community piece. I I see and speak to a lot of businesses and you know, uh, just being in the business world, you, you hear a lot of brands that are talking about having a community and building a community to develop a business, to grow it. And the more you have that, the more you know successful you can be. And it, it is it's pretty true, but there's not too many businesses that I've come across that have really started by creating that community first. And um, yeah, I think it's really impressive, you know, starting off in those those church halls and things like that. Um, just trying to give sort of the local people some support to now being able to offer, um, you know, this learning to, to anybody and everybody who's interested in the Spanish language uh, and not just have it as, you know, these are just classes. This is a, a community that you can be a part of. I think it's really awesome. So. Anybody to, uh, looking to, to join the franchise, I imagine, has got to be ready and prepared to build those communities uh, alongside Malayne. I can't see her having it any other way. Uh, and, and I think if you do, it, you know, it's potentially going to be a great success. So, um, yeah, hopefully you enjoyed that conversation. Thank you very much for listening. Um, hope you enjoyed it, as I say. And um, if you want to listen to more episodes uh, or from similar franchisors, uh, I've got plenty in the back catalogue, so go check them out. Hit that subscribe button so you're updated with the most recent ones that are coming out. Some interesting guests coming up, uh, especially in terms of helping potential franchisees or somebody looking to invest in a franchise. Um, some interesting insights from, from America coming soon. So, um, yeah, make sure you check all of that out. You can also find us on www.thefranchised.com. Uh, if you're a franchise or listening in, um, we've got a new services page there so you can take a look and find out how we may be able to support you in growing your own franchise. So um, yes, thanks very much for listening and I'll catch you on the next one. Bye bye.